he has given and I believe this is a crucial time and season for which once again we have gathered here in this place. Amen. And within a few time, even as we start hearing the word, um, God's voice is, on, is in our midst, God's word is in our midst and he is going to speak to us and I believe what I am going to take tonight and which the Lord gave, it's very important. It's very important for the body of Christ to know uh, this uh, word that we are going to hear from the Lord tonight. Okay, so let us start off from the book of. Let us start off from start off from the book of First Timothy. Let's go to First Timothy first. Chapter six. And let us read from 1 Timothy chapter 6. Let us read from verse 9. Verse 9 and 10 we will read that. Uh, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Everyone say love of money is a root is a root of all kinds of evil. Yes, remember that. For which some have strayed from the faith in the in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows hallelujah okay so tonight our topic is uh, is a spirit called mammon and uh, it's about the love of money now we have to understand what paul is saying in first timothy chapter 6 verse 10 what paul is saying that one scripture that the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil by the way that one sentence is very deep, very, very deep. If you, <coughs> and we are going to ask the Holy Spirit to unveil that scripture to us tonight. Okay. Really, when someone falls in the love of money, every kind of evil spirit that you can name in the, in the realms of the spirit, every kind of evil spirit will start to enter that person. Not all at once, but one by one. Why? Because the person is gripped with the love of money. And we are going to see how the Bible clearly reveals, the Bible cl uh, clearly uh, verifies and reveals the uh, evidence of what Paul is speaking, that the love of money is the root of all evil. Okay? Uh, let's go now to Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. Now money is not as supposedly we think as many Christians think that money is just currency notes or digital money or Bitcoin or whatever. Money has a spirit. It's a superpower that rules the earth and it's as equal in it's in competition with the spirit of God and with the rule of God actually 
that rules the earth. So let us go to the book of Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 24. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You see that it's not God and man, it's not God and Satan, it's God and this spirit called as mammon that holds the minds of people with something called as material wealth or money. Hallelujah with something called as material wealth and money if you know if you know the realms of the spirit i tell you satan has a lot of treasures that are hidden satan has a lot of wealth and money that is hidden so we will not go into those things maybe at a later part we will go into those mysteries but let me build up this uh, word that god wants to speak to us tonight okay so let us go now starting to unveil first timothy chapter 6 verse 10 the love of money is the root cause root of all the evil we will go into that revelation step by step so we will start by matthews chapter 27 let us start by matthews chapter 27 hallelujah <clears throat> And we will read from verse 1 onwards. When morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to, put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he has been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders saying i have sinned by betraying innocent blood and they said what is that to us you see it then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself but the chief priest took the silver pieces and said it is not lawful to put them in the treasury because they are the price of blood and they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, that, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Hallelujah. Okay. So, we know that Jesus was betrayed by Judas. And if you understand what spirit made Judas to betray Jesus, it was the spirit of the love of money it was mammon that made judas to betray jesus now the love of money is not developed in one day the love of money starts to develop step by step by step even as the persons person starts to give in or respond or to obey the promptings to the spirit of mammon okay so judas did not one day got up and thought let me betray jesus for 30 pieces of silver it did not happen like that judas was a thief from the beginning from the time he joined the ministry hmm? hallelujah let me take you to john chapter 12 stay with me people of god okay listen very carefully it's very important tonight john chapter 12 john chapter 12 
verse 5 hmm? why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor so you know what happened there the fragrant oil was brought by a woman and broken and poured out at Jesus to Jesus and when that happened when that happened you know who is speaking this Judas Judas the disciple of Jesus is speaking why why this waste upon Jesus why this waste in the kingdom of God why was not this uh, so why was not this sold for 300 denarii so Judas can also value things he knows the value you know uh, he, she brought the fragment oil he knew the value oh, 300 denarii will be the cost if we sell it okay he is putting a price tag on everything he is putting a profit tag on everything from which thing what profit can I get okay now verse 6 verse number 6 this he said not that he cared for the poor but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used to take what was put in it hallelujah so Jesus uh, sorry Jesus' uh, financial administrator administrative head was Judas Iscariot and he was in charge of the money box and he used to he used to take from what was in the money box of the ministry so he was a thief from the beginning and he did not say that it should be sold to the poor because he cared for the poor but because he wanted to grab a hold of that money that Jesus was that was given to Jesus that was given to the kingdom of God now hear this people with the love of money don't don't know how to cheerfully and sacrificially give to Jesus point number one is people with the love of money don't know how to cheerfully and sacrificially give to the kingdom of God are we understanding okay hallelujah so when when, when Judas is seeing someone is giving to Jesus actually he does not and people with the love of money will hinder money to come to the kingdom of God people with the love of mammon will hinder will hinder money or finances to come to the kingdom of God because they don't want to give to God they want to they, they want to use it for selfish intentions okay stay with me let's go to first Kings chapter 3 verse 4 quickly there first Kings chapter 4 3 verse 4 <clears throat> hallelujah Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. You got to be very specific when the Bible talks about numbers. Thousand burnt offerings. What is thousand burnt offering? Around thousand animals. Around thousand animals that belong to him. Not fifty not 70 not 100 not 200 the bible is saying thousand what what provoked or what encouraged solomon to do that why did solomon give thousand animals to the lord as a burnt offering why nothing provoked him to do that it was out of his love for the lord that he gave 
abundantly to the Lord. He gave abundantly to the Lord. The woman, she was not a rich woman who brought the who brought the fragrant oil and broke the alabaster jar at the feet of Jesus. She was not a rich woman. By the way, if you count 300 denarii of those ancient time, it was about a year's income. The whole year's income was given to Jesus, sacrificial giving, because these guys don't are not attached to the wealth and to the money they have. They believe it is all, all that I have is towards God. Hallelujah. Tithing and offering is not about 10% in the New Testament. We got to realize that all that we receive, everything belongs to God. But yet we remove something and give it to God. But everything belongs to God. Hallelujah. Remember in the temple where the widow came and put two mites in the treasury box, in the offering box. Jesus said that woman has given to God, has really given to the Lord, to the to the kingdom of God. Whereas other people were putting 100 and 200 and 300 sheep. She put two mites. Why she was approved by Jesus? Because she gave to God all that she had. But whatever. My, my topic tonight is not on tithes or offering or giving. But I am making you understand. That people who really love God. Give their all to God. Okay. But Judas here is holding up even if others are giving he is criticizing them because he has the spirit of mammon he has the spirit of love of money in him okay so now we know that judas did not accidentally betray jesus but from the beginning the mammon spirit the love of money was ruling over judas and that is what made him to betray jesus and what was the value that he accepted to betray his savior what was the value? It was 30 pieces of silver. Do you know how much is 30 pieces of silver? Anyone here? No? Do you know how much is 30 pieces of silver? 30 pieces of silver is around approximately between 450 to $500. So our savior was valued at around $500. Just for $500. He betrayed Jesus. Are we together? Okay. So it was this mammon, this superpower which works against God on earth, okay, that came in Judas and was ruling over Judas and betrayed Jesus for a small sum of money that is around $500, that is 30 pieces of silver. But, but, let's go to Matthew chapter 27, the verse that we read, the Bible says that he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself now starts off our topic now starts off our topic he was remorseful he was regretful he was depressed the spirit of death had taken over him when when the money came to him when the money came to him and many of us think that if we have money we can do everything in the world it's not like that I am telling you, it's a lie of the enemy. And that's why people fall in the love of money 
uh, which is the root of all evil and they get into temptations they get into many sorrows they get into many tragedies they destroy their life they make holes in their souls in their bodies why only because of the love of money because they think if i have money i can do everything in the world it's not like that write it down money does not always brings prosperity and happiness it can bring and cause death sorrows and destruction when acquired from the hands of the devil by fulfilling the devil's purpose that is what mammon will do to you that is what mammon is doing to people i am not telling that we should not become rich it's the plan of god to make us rich and prosperous but the catch is but the the main point the linking point is by what medium are we receiving money by what means are we receiving money is it by demonic means is it by selfish means is mammon giving us is the devil giving us and if we start receiving from the hands of the devil it's not i am not talking about the devil will come and take the money no one will take it but it it will bring mediums it will bring offers to you through which he will pose to make you rich he will pose to fill your bank balance up and if you if you don't know if you are not discerning to discern that to reject that money that money will eat you up if you receive that money you thought that money will come and i will pay off and i will enjoy and i will buy cars and i will i will buy villas and i will go for a world tour and you will see when that money comes into you maybe that the the money is in abundance but that money will eat you up it will bring destruction it will bring depression it will it will bring all sorts of evil spirits start to bring all sorts of as soon as judas received the money and betrayed jesus he was not even able to use one bit one silver of it he was not able to use it when the devil gives you money he will add sorrows to it but when god gives you money he will add no sorrow to it do you know what that is what the bible says it's not brother raul saying that read proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 read that hallelujah proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 the blessings of the lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. the blessings of the lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it you will enjoy even if you get less you will enjoy it i am telling you you will look like you you will look richer than a rich man even when you have less in the lord i am telling you i have experienced that i know this i know this revelations and mysteries of finances because the lord was gracious to allow me to experience these things hallelujah but the wicked will not lend and borrow and borrow and borrow you know receive and receive and receive but you will not see joy you will see destruction you will see death it's very important how you receive money if it's it's when very important how you are earning the money is it through the means of devil and corruption or is it through the hand of god are you grabbing it for your own selfish gains just to gather more and more and more and not be content or are you receiving it by the 
hand of God with no attachment to what you are receiving but worshipping and giving praise to a God. Write it down. So the first thing I told you that money does not always brings prosperity and happiness and what it brings it can bring death, sorrows and destruction when acquired from the hands of the devil or by demonic means by fulfilling the devil's purpose. The second thing is it's not about the quantity or amount you acquire but what matters is by what medium and by what means you receive it. It does not matter the quantity. The quantity, the amount does not matter. Jesus had only five loaves and two fishes with no money in his pockets. But what he had, he, it multiplied. It multiplied. So the amount does not matter. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is a God who will give the increase from the less you have. From the less you have. The amount does not matter. What matters is, are you receiving it from God? Okay, hallelujah, and not by other worldly means. Even if you have less, but you have even if you have less, but you have acquired it by righteous means and from God, it will be better than the abundance of the wicked. Let's go to Psalm chapter 37. Let's go to Psalm chapter 37, verse number 16. A little that a 37 Psalm 37 verse 16 a little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked <laughs> everyone say that I ponder upon that verse a little that a righteous man has one man the Bible is talking about the little that one man has is better than what the riches of many wicked so the money that a righteous man has even as to compare to you and to and to compare with you or to win over you if hundred wicked people and their abundant wealth is brought before you will be better than them Amen. one man better than many wicked people with all abundance in their accounts Amen. hallelujah I am going to reveal to you tonight the mystery of real riches and the mystery of being rich in God Hallelujah. It's not about the amount of dollar amount you have in your bank account. It is not about the properties you have. It's something else. It's something else, my dear friends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Stay with me now. Now, uh, we got to realize that. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Now, when we look at uh, Acts chapter 19, let's go to the book of Acts chapter 19. <clears throat> salvation listen to me people of God salvation from Jesus Christ salvation from God is confirmed when Jesus is able to root out the love of money the attachment to material wealth from your very heart from your very heart yes salvation is related to that i will i will take you to through for, through to you through few verses let's read uh act chapter 19 verse 18 and 19 and many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds also many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all and they counted up the value of them and it totaled 50000 people pieces of silver verse 20 so the word of the lord grew mightily and prevailed paul the apostle when he went in ephesus 
Before this, he preached in the school and the classroom of Tyrannus for two years. After teaching the mysteries of the gospel, okay, for two years, revival broke out there. And by the handkerchiefs of Paul, demons were getting out. People were getting healed. Okay, we got to understand some some type of some type of supernatural miracles in the Bible. Now, taking the words that by the handkerchief of Paul, many people were getting healed. What churches started to do is, and what ministers of the gospel do is, they sell handkerchiefs to people. And they say, okay, take the handkerchief and buy this handkerchief because the Bible says by the handkerchief of Paul, people will get healed. But you have to understand that miracle happened in Ephesus because Paul preached the gospel, the true message of the cross, the mysteries of the gospel, spiritual warfare. He exposed demonic strongholds. He exposed the God of Ephesus there in Ephesus for around two years. He nailed the word of God in the minds of people for how many years? Two years. Two years. And after two years, when he had preached the word of God and by the teaching and preaching of the word of God, when the powers of hell started to lose their hold, revival broke out. And there was a flow of healing in that place. There was a flow of miracles. There was a flow of deliverance in that place. Why? Paul did not accidentally came. Okay, I am healing people by my handkerchief. No, he was laboring in the apostolic ministry, in word and prayer. In that place, he labored there, my dear friends. He lab labored among the people of Ephesus for two years, every day, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them, exposing the demonic principalities. And then the revival broke out. Hallelujah. We have to understand how to win the nations. You see, we have to understand. Everything does not happen by the anointing of a, on a man's head. The word of God plays a very important role. This gospel that I preach play, plays a very important role to come against the strongholds of a, of a place. And it took two years for Paul to dominate that place. After two years, everything started to flow. After two years. Everything started to flow in that place. Hallelujah. People, I have seen apostles, so-called prophets. They are very hasty. They are very kind of not patient. They, they cannot labor on a group set of people. They cannot labor in one place for long. Because they want meetings, they want crowds. And they want to travel from one place to another. But apostolic ministry is being at one place. And targeting the demonic principalities, establishing the kingdom of God, establishing the church of God who will prevail against the powers of hell in that place and move to another place. Laboring, real labor. Are we understanding? Okay. Let, apart from that, this, what I am saying that when the revival broke out, the magicians, the people who were involved in witchcraft, what did they do? Their books of magicians, the occultic book, the witchcraft book, books they brought it and they burned it it was not it was not two dollars book one dollar book when they counted the co cost of the book how much it was fifty thousand pieces of silver do you know how much is fifty thousand pieces of silver five point five million dollars fifty thousand pieces of silver everyone say five point five million dollars five point five million dollars everyone say that <laughs> Five point five million. Yes, that is the value of 
50,000 pieces of silver. 5.5 million dollars. Oh my God, I receive it. People will say, a big chunk of money. They destroyed it. Why? Because the Lord Jesus, when he comes in your life, he will root out the love of money. You will not be attached even if your money is 5.5 million dollars. He will take it out. And he, you will say, I am ready to give it away. That is the mark of salvation. Remember Zacchaeus? Do you remember Zacchaeus? That oh small tax collector. And when Jesus came into his house. Jesus did not preach to him by the way. But when Jesus came into his house. The presence of the Holy Spirit. Did some operation in his heart. And Zacchaeus said. I will give what, whatever I have acquired by cheating. Four times of it. I will give it to the poor. Four times of it. So when Jesus came, the presence of Jesus, the power of Jesus rooted out the love of money from the heart of Zacchaeus. And after that, what Jesus said? Today, salvation, salvation, salvation has entered this man's house. And this man is a son of Abraham. How can you be the son of Abraham? How can you inherit the blessings of Abraham when you do the works of Abraham, what Abraham did? I don't have time to take you to Genesis and give you the details. But I will give you some portions of Abraham's life. When you see Abraham and Lot having a fight of property, of herdsmen, between their herdsmen. You know what Abraham told Lot? Lot, the whole land is before you. Whichever part you want to possess, go and possess. In other words, I have, I have no attachment to grab the good things. I have no attached to become rich. I have no, the Lord will, I, I don't want to. I don't want to fight with you for property. Go and take what you want. A man, oh my God, many believers don't like that, like me preaching that. <laughs> because you have heard some, something else from your pastors. But a man who was completely detached from money, he knew God will make him rich. He knew God will make him rich. When the king of Sodom and Gomorrah offered him money, he told, keep your money with you. I don't want it. Because tomorrow you will say that you made me rich. I don't want that tag on me. I don't want your hold on me. Abraham, Abraham, you read the life of Abraham and you will see the character of Abraham. Was com he was completely completely detached with the, from the love of money. And that's why Jesus connected the lineage and the life of Zacchaeus with Abraham. He said, you are the son of Abraham. Salvation has come into your house. Salvation is closely. If you carry the love of money in your heart, you are not saved. You are not completely saved. If you were saved once upon a time and then after a point of time, the mammon took over your life. There is problem. You, your, your salvation has been, your life has been corrupted. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh my, hallelujah. We are slowly, slowly getting into it. And okay, salvation and the presence of Jesus rested in Zacchaeus' house when he decided to give away all his wealth that he acquired by false means. The presence of God cannot find a resting place in one's life where there is monetary corruption. Yes, 
so the abundance that the man has does not brings rest but adds to the anxiousness and sorrows okay so the presence of god when it come wants to come upon a man it wants to it's it wants to find a resting place the holy spirit is compared with a dove with a gentle dove and dove will rest in a place when it is a place of rest if there is tumult in that place if there is unrest the dove will not stay there the holy spirit the presence of god is very sensitive i told you about the holy spirit he is very sensitive in the life of a man if there is found corruption with money corruption with wealth okay the the presence of the lord will not stay there i am not saying the presence of the lord will not come it may come sometimes you may say i feel the presence of god and then it will go it will not find rest in your life it will not what does the bible says the 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 holy spirit the dove came upon jesus when he was baptized and rested in his life stayed in his life why hallelujah because of the way jesus lived so it is the character and the way we live that will maintain the anointing of the holy spirit in us it is the way we live and uh, the, the the our 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 personal obedience to god it is it is that life that will preserve the presence of god god wants to live inside men that is the intention of god god wants to live inside you what does the bible say your body is what the tabernacle the temple of the holy spirit and the po- apostle paul says the spirit of god dwells inside you god wants to dwell inside people god wants to preserve his legacy inside you god wants to preserve his word power words inside of you but how that can happen when you prepare a tabernacle for him to rest hallelujah to stay in you hallelujah when jesus enters someone's life he uproots the root cause of all evil that is the love of money when jesus entered the hearts of the people in ephesus they destroyed their wealth worth rupees worth sorry 5000 silver pieces which amounts to 5.5 million dollars and those of you are indians uh, that is around 46 crore rupees <laughs> a lot of money uh, zacchaeus gave up four times of his wealth when which he acquired by cheating in luke chapter 9 chapter 19 verse 8 okay now jesus broke upon the bondage loose where a person held his money for to himself okay remember last friday i talked i spoke about the rich young ruler jesus said if you want to follow me go and sell what you have and give it to the poor because he was holding his wealth under his control okay are we together people of god okay so so remember this remember now the love of money i am talking about the love of money rooted out by the lord jesus christ from the hearts of people because this love of money or the spirit of mammon has a very strong hold i tell you listen to me i have recognized uh, three forces that are very strong forces that a man cannot resist very strong forces one is what i am calling mammon the second is the spirit of lust it's a very strong force i would say i want to cover that topic maybe some day else but it's a very strong force 
and the third and the third is fame and pride these are spirits which are very strong and if i talk about the spirit of lust if lust comes and comes and comes before you to enter you you, you don't fight with lust that is the mystery of fighting that is the mystery of over, overcoming that spirit you cannot fight with with lust okay if a woman comes to a man if you, if if you are a man of god and a woman comes who is not your wife or you know who is not relate who is not your wife and she comes and sits beside you and touches you with the intention to start a activity with you don't sit there and fight that lust you cannot fight with lust it's too powerful the mystery to overcome it is flee from that place you have to flee you have to flee from sexual immorality are we together listen to me okay when i have come there let me go there a little bit even as the holy spirit allows me let me take you to genesis chapter 39 verse 12 genesis chapter 39 men in this meeting hear me carefully even women hear me very careful genesis chapter 39 and verse number 12 let me take you to verse number 12 okay that she caught him by his garment saying lie with me but he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside whom it is talking about it is talking about joseph the wife of potiphar had a eye on joseph and every day every day she used to say to joseph come and lie with me but joseph said no i cannot do it but one day when that woman found joseph alone and the servants were not around the woman came and touched joseph huh the woman came and what touched joseph and what did joseph do joseph took off so fast the force from to leave from her was so fast that the garment was torn off was left that was the speed with which he ran from that place because you see listen to me carefully if joseph would have stayed in that place and accepted the first touch of the woman for just 5 seconds his body would have automatically responded and after 15 minutes he would not even have known how he slept with the woman it's so strong are you getting me it's so strong when you see the spirit of lust get away leave it all starts with a touch and then you go to a kiss and then you go to other things and then you corrupt your body lose your anointing lose the calling of god men of god have fallen numerous men of god numerous men of god have fallen in the trap of the spirit of lust because they did not flee they did not flee are we understanding hallelujah it's very strong don't try to stay there that's why samson fell because he stayed with delilah ha ah, hallelujah he stayed with delilah it's it was for him to flee second timothy chapter 2 verse 22 was says flee also don't stay don't walk away flee away 
flee also youthful lusts but pursue righteousness faith love peace with those who call on the on the lord out of a pure heart hallelujah are we understanding listen to me the spirit of lust can attack or attack you on the 15th day of your fasting the spirit of lust can attack you when you go to minister and you are ministering to people it can come for you hallelujah and it will all start with a woman or with a man coming close to you and if you let that man or that woman who is not your wife not your husband touch you for more than 5 seconds you will be sick in the love physical love of that person if you did not flee when the woman or the man touched you no you did not took off the hand of the man or woman but you let him touch and he just uh, it touched and someone else came and then but after you go back home that lust has started to operate oh i think i want to go and spend time with that man or with that woman that is how it operates hallelujah and men of god have slept women of god they many of them have got it's a strong force it's a very strong force don't start try to stay and rebuke it no flee with a high speed like a cannon ball take off from that place take off take off from that person who is trying to entice you even young people who are who are not married young people i have seen people i have seen boys in the church hallelujah when a man is anointed and walks before him he can discern looking at people what is there inside of them he can discern looking at man what is there inside of i have seen the young people in the church there there is the sister oh sister what is this they, they, they just get attracted like a magnet oh sister 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 and go i have seen them walking on the when they go out of the church there a sister automatically like a magnet they will go towards the sister the spirit of lust the spirit of lust very strong hallelujah if you don't know to tame it with the power of the spirit kill it with the power of the spirit not only young people old people above 60 years of age have that strong you will say oh when a person gets old he will no 60 70 years old people have that lust controlling them yes oh that's not my topic let me not go there more let us come back let us come back hallelujah are we are we is god speaking to you tonight hallelujah okay so this church of this people of ephesus gave up their money so let us go to the next point now and let us see what kinds of roots of evil are there let's go to acts chapter 36 verse 34 acts chapter 6 verse 34 hallelujah lemokoya man sakiyomo tiara melakate riando acts chapter 6 verse 34 Okay. I think I think I am on the wrong verse. Mm-hmm. I am sorry. Not Acts chapter six. Acts chapter four. Acts chapter four, verse thirty-four. Now stay with me, people of God. Stay with me. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands, or houses, sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. 
and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each one as as anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. This is the early church. Listen to me very carefully. The early church, what the early church did was, they sold all their properties and brought all their money and gave it to the apostles' feet. Gave it to the apostles. Now, the apostles took that money and did not buy jet, jet planes and villas and mansions for them. They distributed to the other believers in the church who had in lack. Listen to me carefully now. Now, you might ask me, Apostle Rahul, why is today's church not doing that? Because today's church is not under that specific season and the instruction of the Holy Spirit. There was an instruction that proceeded from the mouth of God's Spirit to do that for the early church. Why, you would ask me, why the instruction? Because as per the requirement of the season, the church that, be, that was started and established in Jerusalem was the first church on earth. And now this first church on earth has a burden, a big burden on it, laid upon it to reach out to the whole world. The requirement to preach the gospel upon them was very urgent and they needed funds for the gospel to reach out to the ends of the world. So there was a great need and uh, so there was a great need that all the believers who were saved not do secular job but all of them would enter into full time prayer and word so that they can pump in the kingdom of God for the gospel to be reached out from the church of Jerusalem as the main center to the ends of the world. So in order for them to not to do secular job, not to spend, they needed support. So the Holy Spirit gave them a, gave them a blueprint of how that can happen. The Holy Spirit told every one of, of the people of the church, sold, sell whatever they have and let the apostles discern and distribute it accordingly. So no one will have in lack. Listen to me. When you give your all for God, for Jesus, never be afraid. You will never have lack in your family. As per the instruction of the Holy Spirit, when you give your all for Jesus, when you surrender everything, especially your money I am talking about, your wealth, your property, you will never have in lack because the Bible says no one had any lack. Even as they ministered to the Lord in prayer and word and, and uh, contributed to the work of the gospel, people, mighty apostles, prophets, evangelists, Pastors, teachers went out from the very church of Je Jerusalem to the, to the Greek nations, to Asia and to the parts and parts to India. Thomas came to India. To the, why did that happen? Because the people of God in the early church had no love of money. Amen. They obeyed the instruction of the Holy Spirit, whatever he said. Okay, that was the specific instruction to the church. Are we understanding the scriptures, people of God? Okay, hallelujah, stay with me. Now, you would ask me, how can you say, Apostle Raul, that uh, this, 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 this instruction was the Holy Spirit? Because something happened in Acts chapter 5. And from that, we know that this agenda in the church that is carried out of selling the positions was, was from the Holy Spirit. Let's read Acts chapter 5. 
but a certain verse one but a certain man named ananias with sapphira his wife sold a possession and he kept back part of the proceeds his wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles feet but peter said now peter through the eyes of the spirit he saw something what he said ananias why has satan filled your heart to lie to me no to what to the holy spirit so now you know it was the instruction not of peter not of the apostles the holy spirit had told them to bring that position and ananias when he brought a part and did not bring a part and lied to peter peter told you have not lied to now he will say you to lie to the holy spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself while it remained was it not your own and after it was sold was it not in your own control why have you conceived this thing in your heart you have not lied to men but to god why because it was god agenda god's agenda in that church to sell all their possession and when ananias kept back a part and he came to peter acting oh i have sold my position and brought all of it that was a lie because actually he had kept back a part and peter told you have not lied to men you have lied to the holy spirit because it 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 was it is not our agenda i am not taking the money to buy for me a jet plane to buy for me a expensive mansion that is not my agenda i am i have asked the church to give money because the holy spirit has instructed in that manner and when you have lied you have lied to the holy spirit now do we understand it was the agenda of the holy spirit for the believers of the early church to sell their possessions hallelujah may god establish such apostolic leadership over the over the churches in jesus name yes may the lord restore the apostolic leadership apostolic pattern and the prophetic patterns in the church it is missing it is missing hallelujah it is missing today preachers demand for money not instructed by the holy spirit they demand because they want something they want something they are gripped with the spirit of mammon they are gripped with that spirit the love of money hallelujah this time till this acts chapter what we are reading acts chapter 5 the apostles have developed a maturity to handle money you see now why jesus uh, why, why jesus had to why judas had to be expelled because if judas was in this group he would have taken that money and bought a diamond ring for his wife he would have taken that money and bought a mansion for him apostles have to be free from the love of money don't call yourself people i people left right and center in the kingdom of god call themselves apostles <laughs> when they are not when they are not because they are gripped with mammon they are gripped with the love of money the apostles should have the maturity that even when they see 10 million dollars it will not shake them yes if 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 you get a bag right now before you a suitcase and when you open that suitcase and fresh currency dollar notes in that suitcase see how your heart responds and you will know your state see how your heart responds you will know the state 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Men of God, servants of God, when they see a lot of money, they should know, they should not be shaken. Because there is, there, mammon will come through that amount. Mammon will come through those currency notes to dece deceive you and to pull you down. Hallelujah. You will not hear these words anywhere else. I am teaching it to you. No one will preach it because they don't want people to know this. They don't want the church to know all these things. They will preach grace. They will preach that God can prosper you. So and you will receive a harvest. And all these things they will preach. They will not preach this. They will not preach about mammon. Because they themselves are serving mammon. How can they preach against mammon? How can they expose mammon? When you yourself are living in a life of sin. Oh excellent Theophilus. I want to write to you a report of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. His life was a testament of what he taught. That's why his words carried authority. That's why what he taught Jesus was the greatest teacher, the most powerful teacher. Oh my, I hope that I would become like him. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we understanding people? So, the early church, the early church, I had a friend of mine earlier and uh, he was into grace preaching, he likes, liked some grace preachers and uh, he told, oh Peter was angry, Peter was angry on Ananias and Sapphira and because of his anger, they were killed. I told him, he was not angry. God was angry and he was angered by the anger of God in his heart because Peter's Apostle's heart is joined to God. God is angry, he will be angry. God is pleased, he will be pleased. He will not do partiality. Hallelujah. People, many people cannot interpret scriptures nowadays. I have seen believers, when they read the Bible, they cannot interpret scriptures. They take the wrong meaning out of the scriptures. Oh, Peter was angry, he was an angry man. Because of his anger, they were killed. How can that happen? Because Peter did not stab them to death. They automatically fell on the floor. At the word of Peter, God killed them. Because they were lying to God. Hallelujah. So people of God, sit with God. Let not the devil speak to you through when you read the word. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Purify your hearts. Get free. You know why people have such kind of interpretations? Because they are gripped with the love of money and then they read the Bible and bring all kinds of different interpretations. Yesterday evening after I prayed and I prepared for the message, I was going through, I was going through the social media, my ministry page and I have a lot of ministries that post and I saw a very famous pastor from India having a lot of people posting something that disturbed me so much. He posted and he said, that people talk about their wilderness experience and what they went through that made them stronger. But the people of Israel were killed in the wilderness. It's not the wilderness experience that will make you stronger. It is what Jesus has already done for you. You are already strong in Jesus. So, so such people who are not completely sold for God, such pastors who are not completely surrendered to God, the spirit of snakes comes in their words and starts to manipulate the word and deceive people. Hallelujah. And 
a lot of it has happening but beloved i am telling you guard your hearts keep yourself in in let your heart first of all be pure free from the love of money free from mammon amen hallelujah hallelujah may god protect the sheep from this ravenous wolves that are coming in the kingdom of god amen. some were not wolves some were some were good shepherds but the spirit of mammon is taking over them the spirit of this love of money is taking over them and they are they are destroying the flocks they are destroying the sheep of god hallelujah are we together okay let's go to second kings chapter 5 verse 15 to 27 okay so be- before going to second kings chapter 5 open that up chapter 5 verse Fifteen to twenty-seven. We will read that. But before that, what we understand from the scriptures, why I am taking you there to explain you the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Now, the love of money, what it did to Judas, it brought the spirit of what? First of all, the spirit of greediness, the spirit of death, the spirit of depression. the spirit of heaviness all entered into judas in case of ananias and sapphira what are the spirits the spirit of lies the spirit of deception we will come to that there are many spirits pending now okay what 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 does apostle paul writes the love of money is the root of all evil so i am taking you to some evils step by step so we have covered depression death heaviness greediness now lies and deception okay now let's go to second kings chapter 5 hallelujah are, are you guys with me are you are you getting what i am saying remove your mute and say amen okay amen 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 hallelujah okay where am i second kings and chapter 5 <clears throat> if anyone has that can read it we read uh, verse 15 onwards okay i have it here i have okay yeah read it read it and he returned to the man of god hmm. he and all his age and came and stood before them before him and he said indeed now i know that there is no god in all the earth except in israel now therefore please take a gift from your sorry sorry remove your remove your mute i muted accidentally hmm. uh, but he said as the lord lives before whom i stand i will receive nothing and he urged them to take it but he refused so naaman said then if not please let your servant be given two mules two mule loads of earth for your servant will no longer offer either burnt offering or sacrifice to other gods but to the lord yet in this thing may the lord pardon your servant when my master goes into the temple of ramah to worship there 
and he leans on my hand, and I bow down in the temple of Ramon. When I bow down in the temple of Ramon, may the Lord please pardon your servant in this thing. Then he said to him, Go in peace. So he departed from him a short distance. Okay. All right. The, yeah, that's it. We will read ahead afterwards. So what is happening here is Naaman is healed from the leprosy by the obeying the instructions that the prophet Elisha gave him. He was not happy with Elisha at the beginning, but after he got healed, he got happy. He came back to Elisha. Elisha, Elisha, I want to gift you with a lot of gifts, a lot of wealth, a lot of money. And he offered the money. Okay. And the Bible says, <coughs> the Bible says that Elisha told him that as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. Elisha refused to take his gifts. Elisha refused to take his money. There is a revelation why he refused to take his money. Because he was not giving money to Elisha with the right intention. With the, with, not with the right heart. He was giving money in a way that would become a curse in Elisha's life. If he takes that money. How? We will see the, see the scriptures that we read. Verse 17 says that Naaman said... Then if not, please let your servant be given two mule of uh, loads of earth for your servant will no longer offer either burnt offerings or sacrifice to other gods but the Lord. First of all, he is saying that now there is a spirit of sorcery in Naman. I will come to that. A spirit of sorcery. When, when someone says I serve the Lord and in the, next, in the next few seconds he says that no, I want to also do this. He says that I will not serve any other gods, but I will serve the Lord. And then in verse 18, stay with me. Verse 18 says, yet in this thing, may the Lord pardon your servant. When my master goes into the temple of Rimon to worship there and he leans on my hand, I bow down in the temple of Rimon. When I bow down in the temple of Rimon, may the Lord please pardon your servant in this thing. So he had an insecurity that he will become again sick. And he knew in his heart because he is worshipping that idol Ramon. Stay with me. And he is compromising. He is convicted in his heart that this God, Jehovah God is true God. First of all. And why he is giving money to Elisha is because... By giving money, maybe he's saying that Elisha can pray some prayer and, and I can buy forgiveness for myself to worship an idol. Are we together? Are you getting it? Buy forgiveness for myself. Sorcery is buying things. Sorcery is paying a money. Do you remember Simon the sorcerer? In the land of Samaria? He gave money to Peter and told, give me also the anointing of the Holy Spirit. My God, buying things. Sorcery is buying things. Sorcery cannot happen if money is not involved. Mammon is not involved. That's why Elisha rejected the money. Okay, stay with me now. After that, I don't have time to read. When he went out, he did not take the money. He went out, but Gehazi fall in the trap of that money love of that material wealth and he followed and he went and told a lie the spirit of lie came in by the love of money and told a lie that oh my my master has some servants have come to my master please give us some things but he wanted that money so Naaman give, gave Gehazi some things 
and he brought and he hid inside the tent after hiding inside his tent he went to elisha the man of god and elisha asked him gehazi where did you went no 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 i was here only yeah no nowhere and elisha said when you went after him did not my heart go after you and now the leprosy that was upon naaman that is a spirit will be transferred in you and your generation through the money you have acquired hallelujah the spirit of sickness and disease through the love of money hallelujah i am unveiling the scripture first timothy chapter 6 verse 10 are we understanding sickness and disease can be transferred in your body through money through cursed money the leprosy of naaman which was because of worshiping the idol now 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 he wanted to buy the forgiveness he knew he was convicted in his heart i think that this is come because of worshiping the idols at the altar of rimon hallelujah and he wanted to but elisha rejected the wealth because if elisha would have taken that wealth elisha would have become leprous yes hallelujah are you getting people of god the love of money is the root of all evil the love of money is the root of all evil now the spirit of leprosy what is leprosy leprosy is a disease and a sickness the spirit of sickness and secondly leprosy is also a spiritual sickness where you don't have sensitivity where you lose your conscience you do sin but you don't recognize it you think it's okay that is spiritual leprosy leprosy when your body does, is not sensitive that is physical leprosy but spiritual leprosy is when you are not conscious of the holy spirit and you sin and sin and sin and disobey 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 but you don't even accept that you are disobeying and go in the way of perdition go in the way of lawlessness that is that spirit has because many pastors receive those cursed money that spiritual leprosy has grip servants of god has grip pastors and they are going on serving mammon and they don't even know they are in the way of perdition they are in the way of lawlessness going towards hell and dragging people to hell hallelujah but tonight i am exposing that big mammon in jesus mighty name mo yo sakabatora mekanamola tiara balada okay let me come now let me come now to sorcery sorcery is buying forgiveness by money sorcery is buying anointing with money sorcery is buying gifts of the holy spirit with money that is one of the characteristics of sorcery but if you want to know more about sorcery if someone some people remember i have taken the sermon on the spirit of belam there i have explained sorcery in detail the spirit and the error of belam so go go back if you don't remember or if you have not gone through that go on the channel youtube channel and refer to that sermon the spirit of belam it's powerful lot of mysteries hidden in that but i will i will i will i will cover a few of, of those things here in context to what we are hearing today okay so first of all first of all hallelujah we will look at 
Acts chapter 16 verse 15 to 19. Let us go to Acts chapter 16 verse 15 to 19. And when she, okay, am I on the right? Okay, yeah, that's that's the one. And when she and her household were baptized, she be begged us, saying, "If you have judged me to be faithful, I am on verse fifteen to the Lord. Come to my house and stay." So she persuaded us. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of, of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, but Paul greatly annoyed turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Okay, now here in this city is a girl, is a young girl. When Paul went for prayer, Paul and Silas went for prayer, this young girl followed and the Bible says she had what? The spirit of divination and what she started to preach? She started to preach the gospel along with Paul and Silas. Now listen to me carefully. What the spirit and the people with divination and sorcery. Divination and sorcery are closely related. It's one and the same. I don't have time to explain you that. But that spirit of divination or sorcery. What these people do is. They behave like the servants of God. They are not the servants of Jesus Christ. But they behave like the servants of Jesus Christ. What started to happen in that city that was. Paul was preaching and this girl was also preaching. And what happened is people started to think that what Paul is preaching about Jesus, about this Jesus, the girl is also a servant of God because she was also taking the same words and preaching the same. What the spirit of sorcery does is the spirit of divination and sorcery follows anything which is in trending. You know the trending thing? Hallelujah. Do you know young people, old people? WhatsApp, so not WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, something called as trending. Someone did something like the, in, a, in a running car, the person came out of the car and started to dance on a song like this. And that video went trending. So all, all of them started to do that challenge. That in a, in a running car, you come out of that car and dance like this. And when it went on trending, if you make your video on that kind of a challenge or what they did many people will view your video and you will get a lot of views and money that is trending viral. Eh? viral viral what what do you mean by viral not the viral fever viral videos you do something on the internet it goes trending so the spirit of sorcery follows the follows the activities that are in trending now when paul came to that city jesus was trending Jesus was the trending topic. Everyone want to, oh, who is this Jesus' power whom Paul preaches? So they also came and started to adapt that Jesus message. 
because that is trending because that very message is attracting crowds are you able to understand what i am saying that message of jesus is attracting crowd but after one month if jesus goes down from the trending topic and if something else is trending the sorcerers will follow that topic and attract the crowds and money that is what is happening on social media that is what many servants of god do on social media they do the trending topic for example if a famous man of god died whom many followed without even discerning if that man was really a man of god or a sorcerer people start to make videos on that man of god because if they take the man of god's name on social media all his crowd will jump into their video that is trending that is sorcery <laughs> hallelujah i am not able to comprehend if you guys are understanding but that is what the spirit of sorcery does when jesus when paul was trending the message of jesus was trending in that city they were also they also took a hold of that message and started to trend and started to attract the crowds and started to attract money but when paul knew that is a spirit of divination she is not a servant of god and he rebuked that spirit out in jesus name the spirit came out she stopped divination and the masters who used to make money out of her there was no profit to them hallelujah many of men of god are using the name of ministry and the gospel to make money that is sorcery that is sorcery that is the spirit of sorcery i am telling you if today this gospel goes what i am teaching to the believers their eyes will be opened these sorcerers will stop making money out of those people and when they stopped making money those people those sorcerers who made money from that girl they attacked paul they attacked silas yes they attacked the servants of god when the profit of the sorcerer start are we are we to, together money is closely related with divination and sorcery stay with me let's go to numbers chapter 22 verse 6 and 7 let me quickly read that numbers chapter 22 verse 6 and 7 therefore please come at once curse the this people for me for they are too mighty for me perhaps i shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land for i know that he who you, whom you bless is blessed and he whom you curse is cursed the king is talking to whom belam and belam many of the christians use his scriptures that he has spoken many of the christians in christianity think that he was a, he was not a servant of god he was a high level sorcerer and the powers he carried anyone he blesses they remain blessed anyone he curses he re, it remains cursed and people used to pay him to do that okay verse 7 so the elders of moab and the elders of midian departed with the diviner's fee in their hand and they came to belam and spoke to him the words of belak diviner's fee sorcerers will not do anything for you until you give them a fees until you give them their charges that is a sorcerer anything they want to do they will not do anything without money they will not do anything without money listen to me this is what god told me my church has become a sorcerer center where people have to buy their breakthrough nowadays Amen. yeah you go to some churches in the african countries they have a menu card if you have come here for healing 500 dollars if you have come here for breaking of generational curses 
thousand dollars they give you a menu card sorcerers sorcerers the menu card also you will receive after entering that church and for for you to enter that church you have to pay them two thousand dollars sorcerers where you buy your breakthrough where you buy your breakthrough hallelujah, hallelujah. If you want to meet the man of God, this amount of dollars. That is not what the apostles did. That is not what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The love of money will bring the spirit of sorcery and divination in a church. If the pastor has the love of money, he will get, become a diviner, not a servant of God. Not a servant of God. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Amen. Yes. Freely we have received freely we give hallelujah and we depend on god we depend hallelujah are we understanding are we understanding believers that day i was covering this topic i think in the in other meeting that believers are in financial bondage many believers have a lot of money but there is no peace no joy a lot of property why because they are headlong giving their money to the devil they can go miles and sow their money in all the wrong ministries but they don't give their money to jesus christ Amen. yes and that's why the money is adding to their sorrow hallelujah, hallelujah. believers i am telling you people of god you don't have to travel from america to india to meet me to get your breakthrough sit in your bedroom and seek jesus hallelujah get rid get rid let the church get rid in this in this celebrity mentality of servants of god i have to travel to south africa to get the anointing i have to travel to africa to get the anointing i have to travel to nigeria no it is the lord who gives the anointing seek him not a man not a man not a man I know people who can travel. They will not give their money to the real ministries. They will not give their money. But they can spend thousands of dollars to travel and to meet a man. Whom they believe that they, the man has their solution. And they come back depressed. Bruh, some people after two years they call me. They disappeared for two years from my ministry. After two years they call me. I, they, I want to talk to you brother. Wait I will talk to you later. No I want to talk to you now brother. It's urgent. It's urgent. I, they talk to me and they tell me brother I lost a lot of money you know I went for the breakthrough here in South Africa in Africa I paid 3 lakh rupee I told what did you get the breakthrough they told no I did not get the breakthrough but I lost this this, this problem started I told you to seek God I told you the right way I told you don't fight the right you do not you do not want to follow God you want to purchase your blessings you don't want to go through the way of repentance. You don't want to go through the way of cross. You want to purchase your blessing. So this is what you get. Many are falling in the way of perdition. And every day my heart is struck with that sadness. Not a worldly sadness. But the way Christians are behaving. The way Christians are behaving. I am telling you. They are falling to the way of the devil. In the way of the devil. 
many people i tell them don't don't fight that battle focus on god's kingdom that is a deception god, the devil is wasting your time fighting that case the devil is wasting your time you are you are doing that thing no i want the big breakthrough i want a breakthrough then when i i can only introduce you to the way of god but people nowadays expect fast breakthroughs and the pastors who preach fast 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 give this money it will happen they like that they don't like this they they will not like this message they will not like this ministry they will like that ministry more than this my god hallelujah mammon is taking over churches and let us cry out to god people of god let not mammon grip you church has become our sorcerer's center where you there is a price tag on everything even there is a price tag they have put on jesus they have put a price tag on the holy spirit my god my god it's terrible god is sad and you talk about revival what revival what revival you will bring you are into all these things hallelujah but the lord will purge and the revival will surely come but not through this kind of people but through the remnant through the pure body of christ who are free from the love of money who are free from the powers of the world hallelujah hallelujah everyone say hallelujah if you are with me hallelujah 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 acts chapter 8 let's go there acts chapter 8 <coughs> verse 18 onwards and when simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles hands the holy spirit was given he offered them money saying give me this power also that anyone on whom i lay hands may receive the holy spirit simon is showing his sorcery spirit you know simon was the sorcerer but by the ministry of the evangelist philip simon received jesus christ okay and simon was saved by accepting the lord jesus christ but the sorcery spirit was not rooted out so he was going for ministry along with philip along with peter the apostles and when he saw that by the laying of the apostles hands people were receiving the holy spirit simon gave money to peter the spirit of sorcery thinking i i will also buy this anointing you cannot buy anything in the kingdom of god do you remember the church of laodicea in the book of revelation jesus said you think you are rich you think that you don't need anything but in reality you are naked you are poor and i i advise you to buy from me gold refined in fire i advise you to buy from me eye salve to anoint your eyes sorcerers in the church believers possessed with the spirit of sorcery they think they don't need anything they have everything they can buy things they can buy the anointing yeah i went to minister in a church i saw every one of them proud arrogant gripped because they had had a lot of wealth i can buy things i can control servants of god because i have money i will give money in their kingdom and tell them what to do and they cannot tell me no because i give them a lot no true apostles cannot be controlled by money true apostles cannot be controlled by rich people 
but tonight the, nowadays these rich people are controlling pastors why because the pastors have been yoked oh if i will rebuke that person he will stop giving me money what nonsense what nonsense you are gripped with mammon dear pastor you are gripped with mammon get rid of it it is not the church members who are taking care of you, of you it is the one who called you who, who will take care of you hallelujah hallelujah <clears throat> so here he is giving money he is giving money because that is his mentality i will purchase i will purchase the anointing and but peter said to him this is what how servants of god should be peter the apostle free from mammon free from the love of money said to him your money perish with you because you you thought that the gift of god could be purchased with money you have neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of god repent therefore of this your wickedness and pray god if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you for i see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity hallelujah hallelujah don't bow down to money servants of god pastors people who minister the gospel listen to me don't bow down to rich people don't bow down to rich people don't let mammon control you if you let mammon control you that mammon will destroy your ministry i'm telling you it is not people it is god who called you will preserve you provide for you take care of you hallelujah hallelujah here peter reveals the spirits of bitterness and iniquity that came from the love of money already sorcery and then now i want to take you to first timothy chapter 6 verse 10 everyone read that verse please with me i don't know what people are doing but i hope you are loyal to god and listening to the word and not doing every anything else first timothy chapter 6 thank you hallelujah verse 10 verse 10 so let's let's read that for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil now do you now, now know why the love of money is the root of all evil because through the love of money and, and whatever the mammon it opens a gate to various evil spirits spirit of lies deception bitterness hatred sorcery disease leprosy betrayal wickedness murders pride arrogance sorrow depression anxiety death despair hallelujah that's why i took to you to all script all this passages in the bible to reveal to you just a love of money will make you a host to demonic evil spirits just the love of money will make you a host to demonic evil spirits the last point i want to make it make is don't be attached to your money believers don't be attached to your money live a lifestyle that god has called you to live don't be a miser don't be a miser live a lifestyle god has called you to live the biggest problem with believers is not using the money that god gave them but storing it up like the rich fool in the bible do you remember the rich fool in the bible let me take you to that verse luke chapter 12 this is the 
This is the last one. And then we will pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Don't get me wrong. I am talking to you scripture. I am talking to you the pre-pure revelation. And I, God does never wants you to live in poverty. Hallelujah. God never wants you to be poor. Amen. Never, never, never. Hallelujah. But this is the way you have to handle money. Okay. This is, you have to be free from the spirit of mammon. Believing that the Lord is your true riches. The Lord. Okay. The Lord is everything to you. And then you will be rich. Okay. Luke chapter 12 verse 13. 12 verse 13. Okay. Verse 15. Let's we read from verse 15. And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the, of the things he possesses. Your life cannot be evaluated by the, what you possess with your bank balance. That is what Jesus is speaking. Okay, with the properties you have. And he, then he spoke a parable to them saying, The ground of a certain rich man, he is already rich by the way, already have a lot. Rich man yielded plentiful, plentifully and he thought within himself saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself. And is not rich towards God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Storing up more. Storing up more. Storing up more. Nowadays believers. Believers. What did Jesus say? Do not worry about tomorrow. But they go to the extreme of it. They worry about the next 10 years. They worry about the next 20 years. They worry about till the time they get retired. They are worrying about it. Yes. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. God will provide you every day. The Lord's prayer is give us not our bread till our retirement. Give us today our daily bread. That is the life of a man of faith. Learn to walk in faith. Learn to walk in faith. Don't be a miser storing up things. No, no, no. I cannot touch that money. But your child is crying out. Papa, give me the ice cream. No, I cannot touch my savings. Take that money and give your son an ice cream. Come on, yaar. Hallelujah. You have riches stored in your bank account and your, and your daughter is crying to you for a bicycle from, from when she was in the third grade. Now she is in the ninth grade and still you have not given your daughter the bicycle she wants. Take your money out and give her the bicycle. Use that money. Otherwise moths and rust and demonic spirits will eat up what you are storing up. Don't be attached to your money. Use it for your family. You go out and travel everywhere, you know, for your business and this. And your wife is crying out, sitting in the kitchen, cooking food for you for four years. And you don't take her out. Saying that, ah, it's unnecessary spendings. Use that money. God gives us money. Hallelujah to be used. He is not giving us money to store it up. He wants us to enjoy. 
Hallelujah. We, I, I, I have preached doctrines, but I have never preached legality. I am not a legalist. Where I will teach, save, 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 don't do this, don't do this. Pastors preach that. Save, 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 save. When you save, you are getting, you, you are not content with money. That is what, godliness with contentment is great gain. Hallelujah. Use your money. Another thing is, you have to, you have to discern and live a lifestyle that God has called you to live. Live a lifestyle. I gave an example in my previous meetings. If you are using an Android phone, do you guys have Android phones? Anyone? I think Ruth has Android phone. She does not like iPhone. So she has Android. And you are using an Android phone of, uh, of for say $100, worth $100. And you are using it for three years now. During the course of three years, God blessed you. You are not now prosperous. You are not like you were in three years back but now you are prosperous now that phone after three years gets damaged something happened and you think of buying a new phone now you have to buy a new phone okay and when you have to buy a new phone you say oh no 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 this is unnecessary spending i should go for a chinese brand worth 25 dollars and save some money L listen to me listen to me in in that in that mentality of saving money now you were using $100 phone, but now you are going down to a $25 Chinese phone. You will buy that Chinese phone. It is working for everyone else. It has good reviews, five-star reviews on Amazon. And you buy that phone from Amazon and every month it is giving you trouble. The phone is fighting you. Why? Because you are not buying things that are favorable in your lifestyle that God has given you. You are supposed to now buy an iPhone worth $500. When you don't buy things, when you don't live a lifestyle, God does not want to decrease you. He wants to increase you, by the way. You have to increase. I'm not saying waste your money. Don't get me wrong. But don't be a miser living like a poor man. Hallelujah. You are a child of God. Are you understanding? Then there is the other extreme of people. A person who today came in Christ. And the way he came in Christ is looking at a prophet who wears a Gucci jacket, who, who wears Nike shoes of worth around uh, $3,000, who, who has an iPhone. And today he came in Christ and he looks at that man of God. I want to become like that man of God. And he takes loans and buys all those things, expensive things. It's not his season. It's not the lifestyle he should live in that season. He has to first grow in the Lord, attain that level and then he has to. So everyone's spending patterns are different. You cannot spend like me, I cannot spend like you. But you have to recognize the lifestyle God has called you in. And you should not degrade, you should rise from that level. Yes, Hallelujah. Are we understanding finances? Okay. Never hold finances. Never think that today if you, if you gave something to your wife or something to your husband, it will, it will not, tomorrow you will not have money. God will give it to you. If you are using as per his jurisdictions, if you are using as per the lifestyle he has called you in, that is the way, that is the balanced message of finances I am telling you. Some people preach one extreme, other preachers preach other extreme. But this is the balanced message of, of, of living a godly lifestyle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't be attached to your finances. Don't think tomorrow your, your money will get over if today you go for a vacation. If you are not gone, go, go, enjoy your time. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we understanding people of God? Amen. 
Hallelujah. Because mammon has subtle ways to hold people. And sometimes it, it holds you like in the way that you want to gather more, gather more, gather more. What you will do with so much? There is a limit to your saving, right? How much you will save? For whom you are saying? Saving for what you are saving? Hallelujah. But the Lord has called believers in this time and season. I am talking as per times and season. To live a life of faith. Every day the Lord will provide. It's a flow. We, re we release, He gives. We release, He gives. We release, He gives. And that's how we can become cheerful givers. That's how we can give. A, we can give when we don't. We are not attached to money like Judas. We can give, and knowing, oh, that money I gave, that is not my Lord. The Lord is my Lord, and He will take care of me the next day. He will provide for me every day in Jesus' mighty name. If you, if you receive this word and act accordingly, I guarantee you, you will never have lack. Amen. I guarantee you that mammon, you will enjoy your life. When, if your salary is less, it, when that less salary comes in your account, you will enjoy that salary. Amen. I guarantee you, this is my prophecy, write it down. Brother Raul prophesied this over me. And if you follow this, it will happen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. When you are free from the love of money and money does not control you, you will enjoy that wealth. Amen. You will enjoy it. And God has called us to enjoy life Amen. in his presence obviously not like the world and like not like the world which enjoys in their way but in his in the presence of god Amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah father we want to thank you for this wonderful time oh we give you the glory we give you the honor we give you the praise in the mighty name of jesus even as i have preached your word in the name of jesus christ let your presence lord i'll go and show in power lord and root out the love of money and the spirit of mammon from the lives of people here in this meeting and those who are going to listen on the internet even as they listen root out lord as you rooted it out from the life of zacchaeus as you rooted it out from the from from the life of the people in the in the in the city of ephesus they gave up their wealth around 5.5 million dollars it was worth nothing Lord, even as Paul says, I gave up all and I count it as garbage so that I can gain Christ. I, we want to gain you, Lord. Not a lot of money and wealth and all those things. Lord, I pray that through this message, you will destroy the works of the flesh and people. The flesh that craves for more money and all those get into traps of, of investments. Many people get into traps of investments. Many people get into traps uh, of pastors where they give and give and give. And then they are in bondage uh, of those people, of those properties. And the money goes down like drain. Let those bondages by this word I have taught be broken in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let there be a breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the finances, in the mindset of people, of your people, of how they handle money. Oh Lord, as you made Abraham rich, we want to be rich in the same way, in the same pattern. And we want to be called as the, as the sons of Abraham. And we want salvation and your presence to uh, to rest on, your how, on our house, to rest in our churches, in our ministry. 
ministries in our lives oh lord hallelujah lord i pray i pray every corruption that is there in the lives of people tonight let it be exposed and let them repent in jesus mighty name and let them leave it in jesus mighty name the holy spirit rooted out of their hearts in the mighty name of jesus christ hallelujah father we give you the glory we give you the honor we give you the praise we cover all of the all of us <coughs> we cover all of us all, all of us here those who have joined thank you that you have you have spoken to us revived us lord once again lord lord let your word resound lord let this meetings let these words that we preach here resound to the nations of the earth let your gospel oh, oh oh jesus christ the gospel of the kingdom be reached out to the corners of the earth in jesus mighty name amplify the voice lord that comes in this meeting amplify it that the nations i shall call nations whom i do not know and nations who do not know me shall run to me because of the lord my god because of the holy one of israel hallelujah let the gospel of the king kingdom go in the nations go in the nations let your kingdom come let the dirt let the let the dirt in the church lord let the sorcery in the church lord the mammon mammon that has gripped the church in jesus name let it lose its grip by the apostolic revival in jesus name father we pray that you will restore the apostolic prophetic patterns in the churches in jesus mighty name you i pray that believers who are in bondage of sorcery with the pastors and churches believers who are in bondage of witchcraft lord that the holds and the veils from over their eyes will be taken off and that they will be free to worship you that they will know the revelation of truth and the truth will set them free Amen. in the mighty name of jesus we declare freedom over the church your freedom over the church lord we declare restoration of the apostolic and prophetic patterns in the church in the mighty name of jesus christ father thank you once again we cover all of us with the blood of jesus christ in jesus name we pray and we all say amen let us celebrate jesus with a loud shout of amen, amen. clap our hands amen. give him the praise